0: Welcome to the Alan and Overy podcast. My name is Paul Sampson and I'm a Senior Associate in the Global Funds and Asset Management Practice. In the previous three podcasts, we've been considering the preparations that the UK government have been making to ensure that there is a functioning statute book on the 30th of March 2019 in the event of a hard Brexit. We will now consider the work that has been undertaken or will be required to take place To the extent political negotiations are successful and the UK is required to ratify and implement the Article 50 Withdrawal Agreement. Joining me today to discuss this topic are Una Harrison, a Senior PSL within our Brexit team, and Jen Cresswell, Counsel in our International Debt Capital Markets Practice. Una, in Podcast One you explain the process that would have to take place within Parliament to ratify the Article 50 withdrawal agreement. Assuming political negotiations are successful, of course, please could you explain in a little more detail how the UK will legislate for the Article 50 withdrawal agreement?
1: Yes, of course. In July, the focus was on the publication of the White Paper, which set out the detailed elements of a Chequers deal, i.e. the UK's vision for its future relationship with Europe. was so long in coming that the Furore, particularly in the financial press, was focused on that paper. However, shortly after it was published, we then saw the government publish another white paper, but this time looking at the EU withdrawal agreement
2: bill. Not at all confusing using a name so similar to the EU Withdrawal Act.
1: Quite. We have been explaining in previous podcasts how having effectively three withdrawal agreements is going to ensure that everyone knows exactly what they're talking about in this process. But anyway, um, the bill that I'm now referring to was going to be known as the Withdrawal Agreement and Implementation Bill, which I think seems far more straightforward. However, we are left with the EU Withdrawal Agreement Bill, and that's what we'll have to focus on. Broadly, this will legislate for the major elements of the Article 50 withdrawal agreement that are reached with the EU, i.e. the political agreement that we hope to see at some point this year, obviously including issues such as the agreement on citizens' rights, the financial settlement, and the details of a time-limited transitional period. The precise details of the bill are obviously still subject to the ongoing negotiations of Europe, but the White Paper confirmed a number of elements that the bill will look at. So number one is that it will be the primary means by which the rights of EU citizens will be implemented and protected in UK law. The Bill will amend some parts of the EU Withdrawal Act to ensure that the UK Statute Book functions correctly during the time-limited implementation period. And finally, it is expected that it will create a financial authority to manage the specific payments to be made under the financial settlement with appropriate parliamentary oversight. Now, clearly, timing for agreeing the Article 50 withdrawal agreement has slipped. Uh, We originally expected it, or expected a deal to be done during the October summit, um, and we all saw how well that went. Um, Negotiators are still working towards its conclusion. Um, We had thought that there might be an emergency summit in November. That's looking less likely, but all signs are still that they're trying to conclude this as soon as possible. What is understood on the UK side is that once we do have um, an agreement that's agreed at the political level, that agreement would then go before the UK Parliament very quickly. Some have been suggesting possibly within 10
2: days.
0: Jen, why will the EU Withdrawal Act need to be revised in light of this bill?
2: As explained previously, the EU Withdrawal Act is a key limb of the government's no-deal legislative planning. As a result, it has not been drafted on the basis that the Article 50 withdrawal agreement and associated transitional arrangements will be signed off. The transitional period is intended to run from the 29th of March 2019 until the end of December 2020, although there has been talk of this being extended out another year during this time EU law would broadly remain applicable in the UK however as currently drafted the EU withdrawal act will repeal the ECA as of the 29th of March 2019 as a reminder this means the mechanism by which EU law has effect and supremacy in UK law will no longer operate It will therefore be necessary to make a number of changes to the EU Withdrawal Act to make sure that EU law continues to apply during the transitionals. The white paper that Una mentioned confirms the following approach. Exit day, as defined in the EU Withdrawal Act, will remain the 29th of March 2019, but the EU withdrawal act will be amended so that the effect of the ECA is saved for the time limited transitional period that is until the 31st of december 2020 the bill will however modify the parts of the ECA whose effect is saved to reflect the fact that the uk has left the eu and that the uk's relationship with eu law during this period is determined by the UK's commitments in the Article 50 Withdrawal Agreement rather than as a Member State. The Bill will take a selective approach to saving the effect of the ECA. The UK Government won't, for example, retain those elements that require the UK to continue making payments to the EU. Domestic legislation implementing EU law in the UK will also need to be amended, however, to reflect the fact the UK is no longer a member state during the transitional period.
1: Jen, please could I interrupt you there for a second to explain that statement in the context of retained EU law, which a previous podcast looked at. As listeners will hopefully now appreciate, if we have ratified transitionals, the need for retained EU law and all the secondary legislation to correct deficiencies that we're seeing being published at the moment, those will be pushed until the end of 2020. And even then, it may not look quite the same as what we're seeing in the no-deal preparations, since the agreed future UK-EU relationship may have a bearing. As a result, all VSI's correcting deficiencies are likely to be withdrawn from the statute book. The changes that Jen just referred to will simply be needed during the transitional period to look at things like references to the obligation of Member States. Those types of references would need to be changed to Member States and the UK. The Bill will also need to make sure that such EU-related terminology in existing legislation can continue to operate effectively on the UK statute book.
0: Given the clear overlap between the two pieces of law, how is the Bill intended to interact with the EU Withdrawal Act?
2: None of the Bill's proposed amendments to the EU Withdrawal Act are intended to change the purpose of the Act. They appear to be solely technical changes to ensure that the EU Withdrawal Act can operate in the way Parliament intended but simply at the end of the transitional period rather than on exit day.
1: Correct. As a result, the Bill will amend the correcting powers in the withdrawal agreement so that the powers can be used to correct deficiencies arising from withdrawal and from the end of a transitional period. The current wording within the EU Drawal Act means that the powers expire two years after exit day, i.e. the 29th of March 2021. So while we expect them to be used by government during the transitional period, there would only be three months after the end of a transitional transitionals for ministers to correct deficiencies arising from retained EU law, which will come into place at the end of 2020. Clearly a lot of work has been and is being done now in relation to retained EU law and some of that work may still be relevant at the end of 2020, or at least I hope so given all the work that industry law firms etc are having to put in reviewing and understanding it. But clearly there are going to be some things that may have changed as a result of negotiations on the future relationship and if that is the case, three months isn't very long to correct the issues. The Bill will therefore amend the sunset on the correcting power in the Withdrawal Act so that the power expires on the 31st of December, 2022.
0: Thank you, Una and Jen, for an informative overview. For those who would like to read more about this process, please refer to our FAQs that accompany this podcast series and can be found on the same webpage.